The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to Hoop Ball NBA DFS Today. I am Andrew Hansen, and it's the Sunday show, and you know what that means. It's the international edition as we welcome Miles Hartley back onto the podcast. Miles, how are we doing here as we get ready for Super Bowl Sunday? Doing pretty good. Uh, I've been having some nice bets this week in some games. I uh, took a bet against the Clippers there. I had De'Aaron Fox as a first basket scorer and for Sacramento to win, and that paid off nicely. It was 50 to 1's odds, and I got that win, so that was a pretty nice surprise there. Helped that they ruled Kawhi Leonard out just minutes before that game. Um, and then I had another good bet last night with the <clears throat> Trailblazers to beat the Lakers, and that paid off nicely. What about wow. you? Have you got anything interesting going on? Well, I mean, I haven't hit any 50 to 1 bets this week, but that's that's a great way to get ready for the Super Bowl. Um, I've been doing something a little bit unique for me. We took a quick one-day family trip to Vermont, and I participated in an athletic competition today, something I've never done before. It was a snowshoeing race up a mountain and back down. Wow, that sounds very intense. That's uh, Snowshoeing by itself is already hard enough as is. I can't imagine going a racing up a mountain and then down it. How did you fare in that? Well, I was happy that I finished it in a reasonable amount of time, you know, somewhere in the middle of the pack. Um, and it was my wife who talked me into it. She's really into this. She's a marathoner. She does all these crazy races in the winter where you can, however you go up the ski mountain, you have to come back down so you can run up it. You can go up on skis. You go up on snowshoes. But this particular race, everybody in the race had to do snowshoes. And it was tough because... To go up the mountain, you sort of went up like a blue or a black uh, ski trail where it was pretty steep. And so it was really kind of like a fast hike. And then you came down a ski trail that was like a green. So much more of a gentle slope and you could you could actually run down. Um, but it's kind of hard to run with snowshoes. And there are some that are kind of meant more for walking and some that are more meant for running. Unfortunately, I had the ones that were more meant for walking. Yeah, so, those things are just like having big flippers on your feet. They're not very uh, yeah. mobile. Yeah, exactly. So my wife actually put me to shame. She came in third overall in the race, second for the women. So she was wow. fantastic. Yeah, that is impressive. Yep. So yeah. I was glad just to get a good workout and get myself spiritually ready for this Sunday slate with you. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been quite the trooper today because you you did that mountain hike, and then now you're doing this show from your car outside of a gas station. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's a little nicer than a gas station. It's a country store in Vermont. So it's one of those places you go in, you get a sandwich, you get all your groceries, and uh, thankfully they have internet, and I can uh, <laughs> get some, see, because the thing is here in Vermont, it's we're kind of in the wilderness um, tough to get internet. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, but Hey, this is what we do. We make it happen going above and beyond. That's what we do. So, all right, well, let's get going here on this Super Bowl Sunday. And if you're inspired by miles winning 50 to one bets, and I know I am, then might as well go over to mybookie.ag 
and sign up. It is Super Bowl Sunday, so you get in some basketball bets, get in some bets on the big game. Make sure when you go over there, you use the promo code TODAY, and then you'll get a 50% match up to a $2,000 deposit. So you deposit $2,000, you get $1,000 matched for free. And again, just use that promo code TODAY. Also, highly recommend as you get ready for all this action on Sunday, you sip on some Hawaiian Isles Kona coffee. You can find them at hawaiianisles.com or you can find them on Amazon. And that's what um, that's one of the key secrets to success that we use here on the Hoopball DFS team. All right, Miles, let's get going. We're back on sort of a traditional Sunday slate for you and I, which means there is a showdown slate included, and it's going to be Denver against Detroit at 12.30 Eastern. So get your lineups in early. And what we're looking at is Denver favored by two, total of 215. Denver coming off the win over Milwaukee on the road. Now they've got Detroit. Who do you like over on the Denver side? So, yeah, on the Denver side, I'm thinking I'm going to be looking at Jeremy Grant for my captain spot with Paul Millsap and Michael Porter Jr. out. He'll be getting all the front court minutes he can handle. And he's averaging 35 fantasy points a game over the past seven games. And last game out, he uh, he harnessed his inner Mutombo, getting seven blocks against the Bucks. So, I mean, yes, I don't, know if, I don't I know, know if he'll get that. seven again, but I mean, if he can just get you a couple of those, that always helps boost up the fantasy points. So, I'll be looking towards him for. Uh, one of my captain spots here. I do have another guy I'll be talking about later on. Um, and then on this side of the ball as well, I'm looking at Nikola Johic. I mean, at 10,400. Um, in the last six games, he's had two triple doubles, five double doubles. So, you know, there's not much to like there. And I mean, uh, he's been playing the complete opposite of what he was at the start of the year. So I like him a bunch. Will Barn at 8,600. Uh, he had been struggling over the fast, <clears throat> past five games before the one against the Bucks. Uh, but, you know, the, this is a spot where he woke up. And, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said that I saw that coming there because, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. But, you know, he finally hit that switch and performed how we'd all been hoping he would be performing with all these other players being ruled out on the Denver side of the ball. But besides that, that's all I have on this side. What about you? Well, interesting that you went with Grant. Um, you know, the, the, the seven, that number seven in the block category jumped out at me as well. But... I was looking for Barton, actually, as my primary play besides Jokic for Denver in terms of spending up. Um, so those are the two guys that I'd be looking at as potential captains from the Denver side. But I like I really like your Jeremy Grant call. That's a way to get unique. I don't th I think he'll be much lesser owned as a captain than Barton and Jokic. But I think there's a lot to be said for for playing that. Uh, playing that captain. So I do like that. In terms of the news, we should mention that Gary Harris is back in the lineup. He's only 3.2. And we continue to have, as you mentioned, Porter Jr. out along with Millsap, Plumley, and Murray. So with Gary Harris back in the lineup, he's at 3.2. Uh, Craig is 3.4. I like him as a, pot a potential value play over here. And then the guys on the bench... I'm not as interested in because Harris is back. So I think we'll get a little bit less usage out of Beasley. He's 2.8. Uh, Dozier, 2.4. Morris is a little bit steeper of a price tag, 
then I'd like to pay for him. So he's not going to be in my primary build. Uh, and then Hernan Gomez, I think, is probably the only other guy that's going to get legitimate minutes. So you can consider him if you want to get different. I was going to say, I didn't mind uh, Dozier at, uh, what is he priced at, 30, or no, 2,400? 24 for the yeah. utility spot. Yeah, I actually don't mind him because uh, it looks like him and Hernan, I'm going to say his name right now, Hernan Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, I, they seem to be splitting those minutes that uh, have been lost to uh, with Pipe, Michael Porter Jr. being out. So I do have interest in uh, – actually, I have more interest in uh, Dozier than I do with uh, Hernan Gomez. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I actually don't mind Malik Beasley, too, at uh, his the price salary there because it's – even with Harris coming back, he still seems like he's getting you know around those uh, mid-20 – minutes and he, he can pay that off easily um he is one of those guys who can pop off here and there so i actually don't mind him as well okay great well let's turn it over to the detroit side and for me it's got to start with drummond he's the other guy that's sort of leading the race for my captaincy on this showdown slate and the, you know i should mention these teams have not played this season Last year when these teams met up in Detroit, he played well, 27, 12, and 3. Jokic actually didn't do too much in that matchup, so I'm kind of leaning towards Drummond as my captain out of the higher-priced players. And then for me, I think this slate is going to come down to whether I play Derrick Rose or not. And I'm, I'm biased towards Reggie Jackson. I watched him play at Boston College, and he scouted him and was – Really high on him um, all the way back then. And so I've followed him pretty closely since then. And three out of the last five, he's been over 30 fantasy points. And real nice price tag at only 5.4K. So I do like him. But you can't ignore Rose. Four of the last five, he's been over 36 fantasy points. So you're, you're paying up, but uh, he's got that higher ceiling recently. So that's going to be the... A big, uh, big X factor for me. Which which guard out of those two to go with? Uh, and then, if you go with Reggie Jackson, it's easier to get in one of those forwards off the bench, Markeith Morris or Christian Wood. Um, and then, if you don't, if you go with Rose, then you're looking at somebody, another guy down in that 3K range. So then. I'd be more apt to play somebody like Craig from the Nuggets. But what do you, what do you think about the Pistons here? So, yeah, on the Pistons side of all, I do like uh, Reggie Jackson a bunch. He will be another guy I'm going to be putting in a captain spot. Um, the reason I am going with those, like, lower price guys is this so that way I can actually sandwich in a whole bunch of uh, the <clears throat> higher price guys. So if I put those guys in as my captains, I'm able to get Drummond and Jokic into the lineup with Barton. And uh, I've just pretty much alternated the two captains. So one, I have Reggie Jackson as the captain, and then another one, I have Jeremy Grant. And I still have them both in the lineup in the utility spot where I don't have them as a captain. So that's where I've gone with this approach. And uh, I'm, I'm liking the look of it so far, and I'm hoping that pays off. But yeah, like you said, though, if Derek Rose, it is hard to fade him just because he has been so solid for their Detroit's backcourt there. And, yeah, he's been playing great of late, so he is going to be kind of a guy that it's, you're going to, I guess, 
have to either play him or not. But uh, so far, I don't think I have him in any of my lineups. Uh, it's Ben Jackson who has won that for me. Okay. Any other piston under 6K that you're considering? Um, nope. Did you take I a have, flyer on Thon Maker I or have Steve McKaylick? No. Brown? I've, I've looked more at the value plays on the Denver side of the ball just because okay. of so many other players being ruled out. So I like I like the, you know, I know that these guys are going to get a decent amount of minutes versus we're not exactly sure of how the Detroit, uh, you know, <clears throat> ancillary pieces breaks down for a minute. Sometimes it's a little bit hit or miss with some of them. Okay. Excellent. Well, I like that we've given, given our listeners a couple different approaches here where I'm going a little bit more on the higher end for my captain this time around with primarily Drummond, Jokic, or Barton, and you're looking more in that mid-tier with either Grant or Reggie Jackson. Yep. And I think either one could, uh, can uh, definitely pay off. All right. Well, like I said, that game starts at 12.30, so get your lineups in early. And as we move towards the main slate here, I want to mention that as much as any day, this is a, a really important day to follow the news on Twitter. So do that at HoopBallFantasy, and we'll tell you about some of the questionable tags here on the main slate. And please also follow us, follow us individually. You can, file, you can find Miles at M-Y-L-E-S-6565. I'm at Language Olympic. Our coach, Joe Sarvati, is at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Our man, Mike Apatria, is M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And also, while you are listening, if you could give us that thumbs up, like, five-star rate and review, we would certainly appreciate that. All right, Miles, let's get going here on the main slate. And we're going to come out firing with... I believe the highest opening total I've seen in the last couple months, it's a 245 over under as the Pelicans are traveling to Houston to take on the Rockets, two teams that are top five in pace and bottom half of the league in defense. So it is a beautiful combination. And why don't you get started for us on the Pelican side? Uh, we don't really have any major news there. So what do you think about the uh, the group down there from New Orleans with the young fella named Zion? Yeah, on this side of the ball, I'm looking at uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, he's been priced down a bunch uh, since uh, with Zion coming back on. And, I mean, he has bounced back over the last two games. You know, he's acclimating to having Zion on the floor with him. So I think at 7100 that's a fair price tag for him. I mean, I think he got 36 and 35 the last two games out or something similar to that. So, you know, that is giving you that 5-6x uh, value there. Um, and then the other guy I'm looking at on this side of the ball is Drew Holiday uh, at 8000 Um, I like him because I imagine he's going to be getting the Harden defense versus the Westbrook treatment that I think Lonzo Ball is going to get. And, uh, I mean, Drew himself has been a defensive monster of late uh, with six steals and six blocks over the past two games. So pretty impressive there. Uh, so I like him. The other guy I like on this side of the ball is Josh Hart at 3,800. Um, his minutes still seem to be coming there um, from off the bench. And, you know, I like him coming off the bench more than I do um, than when he was starting because it seems he does better in that role. So at 3,800, I have some interest in him. 
And then the one other guy that I have a value play on this side is just kind of a mention is J.J. Redick at 3,700. Um, you know, I, I still like Josh Hunt more just because he does a bit more. Um, I mean, J.J. Redick, we all know what he is. He's a three-point specialist. But, I mean, like we always know if he's hot, he'll be paying off that price tag. Uh, but that's all I have on this side of the ball. I mean, obviously Zion, to me, is still in play. Um, but... I just like the 7,100 price tag that they have Ingram at right now. So I might be going towards him a bit more than I am Zion. What about you? Very interesting. Well, I can't really blame you. I mean, Ingram at 7.1 is certainly attractive. For me, I am going to lead towards Zion at 7.7. I'll pay the extra 600. And, you know, to me, it's just it gets back to what Mike and I were talking about on the last slate when we broke this team down. Ingram with that cap on his shots, it seems like. We talked about how he got, hadn't gone over 13 shots, and that's what he did again last time out. Same thing with Ball. We talked about how he hadn't gone over 10 shots, and he hit 10 shots again. So Zion getting the most shots. He had 15 last time out and you know more aggressive on the rebounds. So you know, for me, I'm leaning Zion. I'm also thinking about the matchups. I think with Houston going small – there's a good chance he's going to play a lot against House, and I think he should have, uh, you know, a fine time getting where he wants to get in the paint and soaring over folks for alley oops because Capella is going to be out of the lineup on the other side. So I like how this game shapes up for Zion. Um, and so if I if I can only pick one. Uh, one of the forwards, I'm going to go with Zion over Ingram. I, I think Ingram's a fine play. Um, I'm also into Drew Holiday here. He played well against these folks the last time they met up. 8K is a fine price tag. And then in terms of the bench, I'm with you. Hart is the first guy I'm looking at. I've got him circled at 3.8. Redick is also next for me on that list. And as I mentioned, I'm going to be trying to stack this game a couple different ways. So, you could even look at Melly at 3.3 or Etuan Moore all the way down at 3.0. But, you know, there is a bunch of value here throughout the slate. So I probably won't go past Hart or Redick uh, in the vast majority of my lineups. Yeah, I agree with that call. I won't be going much below uh, Redick. Okay. Well, over on the Houston side, I mentioned that Capella's out. And we had quite... Uh, quite an outing for the Rockets in their last game. It was the first time any team had gone a full game without playing anyone over six foot six since 1963. They went with that Westbrook, Harden, Gordon, House, Tucker lineup. And with the Capella out, I'm thinking they're going to go with the same starting five here against the Pelicans. And as we break down the Rockets... I'm looking at Harden Westbrook. You know, Harden finally snapped out of it. And he's done well in this matchup. As you might expect, he's played in two of the three games. Last time went for 39-4-9. So one strong game for me was enough to get back on to Harden. And I'm going to play him a bunch here. I still like Westbrook a lot. You certainly get a little bit of savings here. You get $1,000 in savings on DraftKings. So what I'm going to do with this main slate is I'm going to play... Uh, a bunch of hard lineups, a bunch of Westbrook lineups, and then a few lineups where I play them both. 
I think you can do that with all the value players that we have here. Um, I like Tucker at 4.4. He's probably my favorite other member of the starting lineup for Houston here. I think House is a decent play at 4.1. Gordon's a little bit more than I'd like to spend at 5.9. And I think you can look at Rivers at 3.6 off the bench. And then the one guy who I think is an, an X factor here is Hartenstein. I know I know they're talking about this smaller lineup where they don't have to play anybody over 6-6. But just wondering, you know, if the Pelicans try to bring out Jackson Hayes and they try to force the issue, I think there's a chance D'Antoni will go to Hartenstein. So I think he could be low-owned on, low on this slate because he hasn't been playing much lately. But... You know, that's more of a, if you're going to build 10 lineups, maybe have one with Hartenstein. But what, what do you think about the Rockets here? Yeah, I like your breakdown. I agree pretty much with everything with it. And, yeah, I was going to make a note about Hartenstein as well. If they were going to decide to maybe go bigger instead of go the smaller route, just because they have the size on the Pelican side of the ball with his eye on and uh, favors in the front court. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, I agree with everything else he said, and I don't have anything else to add. Okay, great. Well, that makes it easy. We can move on to game two. The other game that's starting at 2 o'clock Eastern, it's Phoenix traveling to Milwaukee. Right now, Milwaukee, the heavy favorite, uh, 12.5 points, over under a little bit less than the first game. They're at 232.5. And And big question mark here for the Greek freak. He's got a hamstring issue that might keep him out. I think this questionable tag is a little bit more legitimate than the last one. I think there's a good chance he misses. But um, the other thing we know at this point, as we record this on Saturday night, is that George Hill is out. And it looks like Dante DiVincenzo is going to be back in the lineup. So what what are your thoughts on the Bucks? So, yeah, on the Bucks side of the ball, if Giannis is out, I mean, I think we have to go back to that Chris Middleton and then Eric Bledsoe stack. I mean, they performed absolutely phenomenal last time this happened. Uh, Chris Milton had 76 and a half fantasy points and Eric Bledsoe had 60 fantasy points in 31 minutes. Um, besides those two on this side of the ball, I like Dante DiVincenzo at 4,000. Uh, he's coming back from a sprained ankle. Uh, I mean, he only missed one game, so it couldn't have been anything too major. And I mean, he's been playing great of late over the last four games. Uh, he is averaging seven rebounds and I mean, he'll usually get you a steal or two. So I think he can pay off that price tag. Another guy on this side of the ball I'm looking at, and I think is way down priced is Brooke Lopez at 3,900. Um, I mean, he didn't get the start last time out, but, I mean, he still got the bulk of the minutes. Um, and, I mean, for a guy who can pop off for 30 to 35 fantasy points in limited minutes, I think that price tag's too low. So I'll be looking at him. And then the one other guy, I mean, obviously, that we always look at when uh, middle, or when Giannis is out is Ersin Ilyaslova. But the problem is they've already priced him up kind of in anticipation of that happening. He's priced at 5,000. So I don't know if I will get to him with all the other value plays we have on the slate. What about you? Yeah, I'm 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 a little frustrated at that 5.0 price tag on Ilyasova. DraftKings they weren't listening to the pod when Mike and I said that Giannis is out. It's death taxes and a 6x return for Ilyasova. We can't get a 6x return automatically if he's up at 5k. Yeah, no, and I, I don't like that, how they've done that. But, I mean, I get why they did it. Yes, it, it does make a lot of sense. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Giannis out. we got to look at Middleton and Bledsoe. 
We also had Bledsoe with the narrative going against his former team in the Suns. I like your mention of Brooke Lopez. I hadn't, I'd sort of had overlooked that at 3.9, another value player to add to the mix. The explanation I got on why he didn't start was that it was just, it was Greek night. So Giannis and his brother both got to start the last game. And that was that. So I expect him to be back in the starting lineup against the Suns. And, you know, certainly they're going to need him to deal with DeAndre Ayton. So you could look there. And, yeah, Dante at 4.0, that's too cheap for him. I think you could still look at Connaughton at 3.1. You know, he really paid off value, as we predicted last time with Dante out. He got 26 minutes and 27 fantasy points. So I'm not expecting that this time around. But, you know, maybe he'll get a little extra run after playing so well. Corver at 3.3, certainly somebody you could look at as well. Um, all right, let's 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 transition over to the Phoenix side. And what we're looking at there is we've got Rubio questionable. We've got Tyler Johnson probable. And then we've got Cameron Johnson continuing to be out uh, along with Sarge. So just in terms of the injury news, with Johnson and Sarich out, I think that solidifies Bridges' minutes even more. He's at 4K. I like that price tag. And one thing I noticed with Phoenix in that game against Oklahoma City, they played some big minutes. Aiden played 40 minutes. Booker and Oubre played 39. Bridges played 34. And Rubio played 30. So... They really went with a, you know, heavy usage and, and minutes for the starters. There wasn't much to look at off the bench. But there is a guy on the bench here that I want to mention, and that's Ty Jerome. He's only 3.1K. I think he's been a little bit under the radar. But the last two games, he's averaged 21 minutes and 21 fantasy points. So we're talking about a 7X return. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that, they haven't priced up, but he handles the ball a lot. He's, you know, involved in initiating the offense. So he's one of my core, core, you know, value plays that I'm going to look at. And, you know, circling back to the starting lineup, Booker uh, was a little frustrated last time out that he didn't do a little bit better with that all-star snub. You know, maybe, maybe it takes one more game here and he'll, He'll get a little angry and um, pay off value. But 8.7, pretty hefty price tag on the three-game slate when you've got Harden and Westbrook. So tough to get him in. I'll probably get a little bit more Oubre in at 6.4. But what what are your thoughts on the Suns? Yeah, I like uh, Kelly Oubre a bunch. Like I always say, anytime he's below 7K, I have interest in him. you know, he can even get you that odd double-double here and there Fords. So I do like him a lot of that price tag. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like except Devin Booker, uh, he is priced up a bit, you know. Well, not priced up, but yeah, 8700 I mean, he's always in play for me. I don't know how much I'll give him to myself either. But, I mean, you can't really fade a guy who can, you know, go off for 78 fantasy points in a night. So he's, he's still in play. Um, but, yeah, like you said, with the other big stars on the slate, don't know how much I'll be getting to him myself. And then, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is priced down there at 7,500. Um, so I might have a bit of interest in him. But, I mean, 
The thing is, he's going against Brooke Lopez, who's going to be pulling him away from the basket on defense, which isn't good for him. Um, but yeah, besides that, I do like your uh, call on that Ty Jerome at 3,100. Uh, I was just wondering, was that were those minutes with Tyler Johnson playing or not? Believe it or not, they were. Okay. The last, the last two games, Tyler Johnson has averaged 16 minutes and 14 fantasy points. So Tyler Johnson, certainly much more experienced. He had that big contract. He's a guy that um, I would... I think it's safe to say most fantasy player most fantasy players have played a lot more of. Uh, I know Ty Jerome is new to the league, but but yeah, that's one edge I think we can get because Tyler Johnson's 3.0, and people are going to see the questionable tag for Rubio. I think the first place they're going to turn is Tyler Johnson, but I think we get an edge if we go to Jerome. Yeah, I like that call. I didn't have that noted at all, but it's that's uh, a good interesting. Uh, Back, Degas gave us there with his uh, minutes in production. Yeah, and yet I want to mention one more thing on Booker here. I'm just sort of thinking big picture on the slate. And I think there's going to be a few lineups where instead of playing Zion, I'm going to pay up for Booker and then try to find some value somewhere else. Because, you know, like you like you hit on, Booker is just one of those guys like, like Trey Young and where he's not – up at that ultimate price tag of Harden, Westbrook, Giannis, but he's at that next tier. He still has that incredible ceiling, and you certainly cannot fade him on a three-game slate if you're going to put in multiple lineups. So I think that's how I'm going to approach it. All right, that sounds good. Are we going to move on to the next? Let's do it. We got one more game, so let's wrap up the three-game slate. It is Toronto hosting the Bulls. And on the main slate, it's the game with the lowest total, only 217. Raptors favored by 10.5. And And big injury news, as always, with any game involving the Bulls. But a little bit more significant, I think, is on the Raptors side, because in addition to Gasol being out and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, now we've got Norman Powell out. And then over on the Bulls side, we have Chris Dunn out. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But let's start with the Raptors. With those three guys out, what do you think about that side of the ball? Yeah, I do. I know it's a lower total game, but I do have quite a bit of interest in the Raptors side just because of how diminished and banged up the the Bulls are right now. Um, So I do have interest in Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. I think they're both fair price tags that they can pay off. Kyle Lowry at 6.9 and Fred Van Fleet at 7.3. And, I mean, the fact that uh, the Bulls are missing Chris Dunn, um, he's one of their best defensive players, and without him on the backcourt, you know, I think those guys are going to be able to go out there and pretty much do what they want. And then the other guy I like here is <clears throat> Serge Ibaka. I mean, at 6200 I think that price tag is way too cheap for what he does when Marc Gasol is out. And he's also going against a poor defensive frontcourt. I mean, the best guy they probably have there, I think, is Thaddeus Young. Um, so I don't think there's a reason why he can't pay off that 6,200 price tag. And I mean, <clears throat> Siakam is priced up at 9,100. Um, and I guess with what we have on this slate, it might be hard to get there, but I mean, if you're playing a bunch of lineups, I would still put him in a tier couple just because he has a great ceiling and I think he can still pay off that price tag even at 9,100. Um, and then besides that, I don't know if I'll be... Well, actually, they're out. with those guys that rolled out, I will be going down to Terrence Davis. Um, 
what was he priced at? Is it thirty two hundred? Yes. Yes, and yeah, like you had mentioned earlier, anytime he gets into that twenty minute range, she can uh, put up some decent fantasy production. So once again, another value play here, and I don't think we're gonna have a shortage uh, on that end. That's what right. What about you? You got yeah, anything else on this side? No, that's pretty much it, and I agree. I I'm not gonna be on Siaka much here. You know, last game he had 30 points, but only 46 fantasy points. And it's just sort of continuing the trend of, you know, not getting enough rebounds, not getting any double-doubles. And now he's priced up over 9K. So I'd much rather pay 6.2 for Ibaka, just like you, for all those mentioned, all those reasons you mentioned. I like your point about Dunn being out, making these guards for Toronto more attractive. They're already at good prices. So I agree with you there. I'll have some Terrence Davis at 3.2 because Powell is out. The one other guy I would look at is Chris Boucher at 3.3. We've been talking about him recently and how he was over 4K, not quite as not quite as attractive, but now he's back under three, back under 4K, and if he gets us, you know, 16 to 18 minutes again, uh, he can certainly pay off value at 3.3. Yeah, I like all those calls. All right, great. Well, let's turn over to the bull side. And in addition to Chris Dunn being out, the other factor here is that Daniel Gafford is now being listed as questionable. So he's upgraded a little bit last game or two. He's been doubtful. And if he gets back into the mix, he's at 3.5. That could affect uh, Cornette, who's 3.7. But two of the last three games, he's had at least 32 fantasy points. So He's one more value play I think we need to consider if, if Gafford is out. And then uh, I'm looking at Sadoransky at 4.5. He's too cheap here. He's had four straight games over 25 fantasy points. So we're talking 5 or 6x return as a floor. So that was sort of a, you know, end of the slate uh asterisk that I've added to the notes here, whereas my first build or two, he wasn't on the radar, but now I'm going to have to find a find a way to get him in there a couple times uh, in some multiple lineups. Um, yeah, especially with uh, Dunn being out, I think he's going to get all the run he can handle, and I mean, yeah. that's a great price tag. Definitely. And then Levine, 8.4, same thing with Booker. You know, he didn't come out against Brooklyn and and go nuts for, you know, 30-plus real points like I thought he might. But he did play well the last game against Toronto. That was low scoring. It was 93-92, but he went for 20-11-6. So, again, three-game slate, you got to have Levine in your player pool. And then I want to mention Denzel Valentine, 3.6. He's been getting decent minutes the last three games, 19, 22, and 16. And he's one of those guys that can fill up the stat sheet in a bunch of different ways. So he'll be in my player pool. And again, with Chris Dunn out, the one other guy that comes into play a little bit more than usual here would be Ryan Archidiakono. He's 3.2. I don't think I'll play him much. More like, a, again, like a 10 lineups, maybe play him once. But I like a lot of these other 3K guys better. Yeah, the one other guy to add in there is Chandler Hutchinson. Uh, he's at 3,400. And the last two games, I believe he had 28 uh, minutes in one game and had 
31 fantasy points, and then the most recent one, he had 22 minutes with 22 fantasy points. So, I mean, if he's going to be getting us, you know, at least 20 minutes and giving us a fantasy pit point a minute, I like his price tag at 3400 Nice. Yeah, good, good strong point there. I like that. Well, I can't believe it, Miles. We've already gone through the entire slate. I feel like we just got started. Yeah, it went by quick. That's probably one of our, uh, I think that's one of our quickest shows, actually. Jeez, I wish we I wish we had more to more to break down. We're just gonna have to wait another week, I guess. Yep. And maybe we'll let you, you know, get back to your house there, get back to some warmth, because I know you're uh you're sitting in the car there with no heat on. <laughs> That's right. You've got me pegged. So um we want to thank you for listening here again on this Sunday's show. Um one more reminder that You've got a great opportunity to go to mybookie.ag and get some free money if you want to get some investments into the Super Bowl or some of the NBA action on Sunday that we've just described. Just use the promo code TODAY when you go to mybookie.ag. One more shout out to the folks we love over at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, best coffee available in my personal opinion. And that's about it. Miles, any final thoughts here as we get ready for a big Sunday? Uh, you know, just follow the news here because there are a lot of uh, questionable tags. So we've got to make sure that certain players are going to be ruled out for some of our plays to be uh, in play and uh, hit value. But uh, otherwise, you know, just have fun and uh, good luck tomorrow, guys. Absolutely. Well said. So that'll wrap it up. Uh, it was a pleasure again, Miles, to do this pod with you. On behalf of the rest of the crew here, Coach and Mike Patria, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us here on Hoopball NBA DFS Today. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.